Hi everybody. Um, I'm going to talk today about my work in Cameroon. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rachel Robinson. I've been a member of Wycliffe Bible Translators for the last few years. Um, although the organisation that I've worked with overseas is called SIL. Um, SIL is a Christian NGO, a non-governmental organisation, which is involved with the work of language development in lots of countries all over the world. Um, before I begin, I just want to say a huge thank you to MCF, because um, uh, MCF has been so supportive over the last few years. Um, thank you for praying for me, especially when I was going through some really challenging situations in Cameroon. Thank you for your financial support. Um, thank you for the emails, letters and parcels I received in Cameroon. Um, those tweets that some of you sent were really appreciated. Um, so where did I go in Cameroon? Well, I found myself landed here um, in April 2017, um, knowing that I was going to be here for a year and a half. I was really quite isolated um, geographically, um, just through circumstances that turned out that I was the, apart from one other uh, missionary, I was really the only white person in this area. Um, I didn't really have a job description. Um, I knew that I had to do some research on the language. Um, but not having a job description is kind of part and parcel of working in a rural area on an undocumented language. And I didn't have any transport, I had no car, I didn't even have a bicycle. So this is where I found myself in April of 2017. And um, the place that you're looking at is what's known in Africa as the village, which is basically a rural area that has a marketplace somewhere. And um, everyone is subsistence farming and selling any surplus, surplus crops at market. Just to give you a rough estimate of how many people lived in this particular village, and um, there were about 15,000 people. Um, so spread over an area, but with a marketplace in the centre. So I felt isolated. There weren't colleagues around me. I didn't have a job description. What did I do? Well, I, um, I made friends. Um, I got to know my neighbours. I got to know local church leaders. And the village actually already had a language committee which had been formed by local church leaders with the vision for Bible translation in the local language. And the man in this photo was the Catholic catechist who was one of the members of that committee. He was very keen about developing the local language and was a great promoter of um, Bible translation work. What else did I do? Um, I started meeting up with someone in the village to learn the language and collect data on the local language. And when I say collect data, I mean I um, recorded words and phrases, transcribed them with the, or wrote them down with the International Phonetic Alphabet and created a database on my laptop with all this information. You might be wondering, how did I know how to do that? <laughs> Before I went to Cameroon, I had a basic kind of crash course in field linguistics. So I'd been taught how to use the International Phonetic Alphabet and how to analyse language data. So I recently worked out my own daily routine, working through recordings of the language, transcribing data, 
and meeting up with people in the village who were interested in language development. What else did I do? Well, in my free time, I explored my beautiful surroundings. Um, as you can see, this was a lovely part of Cameroon. It's the highlands of Cameroon, which, especially in wet season, is lush and green. And I did eventually get hold of a second-hand bicycle and could go out cycling. And I discovered that it was a really good way not just to relax and have a nice time, but it was also a good way to meet people, especially people who were living off the beaten track. And um, during rainy season, a couple of times, I got caught in torrential tropical downpours. And people welcomed me into their homes in these kind of isolated off-the-road places. So that was... Some, those are some really um, meaningful memories for me. You might be wondering where did I live? Um, I did struggle to find a good place to live in the village, but through a Cameroonian colleague and some local church contacts, I ended up in a very happy living situation with this lady. She welcomed me into her family and it was just a wonderful experience to be at the very heart of the community living with a local family as they lived. Just to give you a snapshot of life with the family. Um, the family cooked on a dirt floor over an open fire. So this is the kitchen. And um, the cooking pot, I don't know if you can see it or not, it sits on three big stones. And our staple food, the typical meal was corn porridge, leafy greens with red palm oil and dried fish which was caught in local rivers. Just to say a little bit about the local church situation, <clears throat> um, this photo is one of two churches that I was, that I went to while I lived um, in the village. Um, the first church I went to was a Baptist church but when I ended up moving in with a family that I ended up living with, I went along with the lady that I lived with to this church, which was um, called the Full Gospel, which is like a Pentecostal church. And this photo was taken on my last Sunday there. Um, local churches where I lived use the English Bible, but local people don't really understand English very well because they only start learning to speak English when they go to school. So a bit like the way that we don't learn French until we go to school, um, and even if we have got French to a fairly good standard, we're probably still not inclined to read the Bible in French. Um, and my experience of living in this place and going to local churches was that um, often when the pastor was reading the Bible in English, people didn't really understand what was being said, and it was sometimes apparent that the pastor himself didn't really understand either. And this is why Bible translation in local languages is so important. Um, even people in the village that I knew um, who were Christians, not many of them had a Bible. And those who did have it didn't necessarily read it, or if they did read it, they didn't necessarily understand it because of their limited understanding of, of English. Um, anyone who's lived in Africa will know that life in Africa can be very unpredictable. Um, a political situation called the Anglophone Crisis was brewing in the area I was living in the whole time I was there. And I ended up being evacuated from the area I was living in because of this 
situation, things were getting more tense. And you can almost see the how tense things were in this photo. I didn't take it, but um, kind of a typical scene of Cameroonian military trucks arriving in a rural area to try to combat combat rebel activity. And the local people are just looking on in bewilderment. And it really is the local people who suffer in a political situation like this. So after I was evacuated, I am and um, I was evacuated three months before I was due to leave the country. And I ended up spending my last few months in Yaoundé, which is the capital city of Cameroon. And I stayed at the headquarters of the organisation I was working for, which is called SIL. I mentioned it at the start. And I wrote a research paper on the language I had been studying. And so I did that on the phonology of the language, which is the sound system of the language. Um, my voice really dry. <laughs> so, SIL is an organisation that promotes language development among minority languages. I think I said that already. And um, SIL is involved in doing research on, on, on undocumented languages, which is what I have been doing in that rural area. But SIL also gives assistance to Cameroonian translation teams who are doing Bible translation. They provide technical expertise to local people who are doing translation work. And SIL is also involved with mother tongue literacy. So um, that's teaching people to read and write um, in their own mother tongue language rather than the, the colonial languages, French or English. Um, just before I left Cameroon um, in September of last year, almost a year ago, um, I was really touched because um, my village family travelled to Yaoundé, to the city, to say goodbye to me. And they came laden with all of these crops from their fields. <laughs> so I had peanuts and corn and ground cassava that I was supposed to take with me on the plane. So that I had some food to bring back to my home country. <laughs> Needless to say, that didn't all come with me. Um, some of you might be wondering how doing what is almost like academic research on a language and how, how this research actually contributed to Bible translation. Um, so I've tried to show the link between um, Bible translation and analysing the sounds of a language. Um, you can't do a Bible translation without a writing system for a language. A writing system needs an alphabet and an alphabet needs analysis of the contrastive sounds of the language, the sounds that need to be represented. So that was the research that I did, um, analysing the sounds of the language, and it's called phonology. And it's usually the first step in any language development project. Um, I've been back in the UK since last autumn, and some of you know that I've been in Gloucester, you might have been wondering what I was doing there. Um, I studied um, semantics and pragmatics, translation, sociolinguistic anthropology, morphology, discourse analysis, and language project planning, which is really interesting to me, but probably not interesting to many other people. And you might be wondering why I did that. Well, before I went to Cameroon, I had a basic course in um, 
the training that's needed to do analysis of undocumented languages. But this extra training that I've just done recently has given me more tools in my toolbox um, to do more research um, in my future work. So it's given me more training for the work that I hope to continue doing. And what am I planning to do next? I'm hoping to go back to Cameroon. Um, for those of you who aren't sure where it is geographically, it's just to the east of Nigeria. It's um, technically in Central Africa, but it borders West Africa. And I'm hoping to stay, I'm hoping to go back on the 5th of September, as Bill mentioned, and hoping to stay until April or May 2021, so about a year and three quarters. And I'd like to continue doing linguistics research, in other words, studying local languages, to understand better how the languages work so that I can contribute to the work of Bible translation. Um, a lot of people are worried that I'm going to go back to where I was, which is kind of a war zone, um, but I'm not quite doing that. Um, this is a map that the UK government uh, foreign offices put up about Cameroon. The red areas are unsafe, the green area is safe, and the yellow area is a bit risky. Um, the red area to the left of the map is where I was living before. Um, some of my colleagues who had been working in that area had relocated to a place just over the border into the safe part of Cameroon. Um, and both Cameroonian translators and missionaries have moved to this place. And I'm hoping to, to work there um, and to con continue working with the same cluster of languages that I've, I've been involved with before. Um, some of the missionaries are living in a monastery there, and I'm hoping to stay with an American couple who have found accommodation near the monastery. I would really appreciate your prayers. Um, if you want some prayer points, you can pray about the political situation in Cameroon. Um, quite a few of the friends that I have in the rural area where I was living have been quite badly affected by this crisis. Um, you could also pray about where I'm going to live, and um, I'm thankful to the American couple. Um, they would be happy for me to stay with them as long as I want. I might find somewhere else if I want to be more independent. And um, please pray that I would be able to do the work and find some, a good language help for someone I can work with and continue to enjoy doing the um, research on local languages. Um, I've come to the end of my talk, but I just want to thank you all again for your support while I was in Cameroon and also during the past almost year that I've been back. Um, I'm not sure if we have time to do questions and, or not. Um, I'm sorry if linguistics isn't very interesting to you and it's been a bit tedious, but hopefully you've seen that my life in Cameroon was just as much about developing friendships and learning about the culture as it was about the language work. But for any of you who are interested in the linguistics, I'm happy to talk more about that. Um, do we have time for one or two questions or do we need to move on? Yeah, just come and chat to me at coffee time if you want to ask any questions. Okay.